Market Soccer News For insight that excels For expert analytics You better go somewhere else Portland Betting Soccer Podcast Enjoy it now cause it probably won't last Patches, poop, they cover it all They'll discuss everything except football Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. So, welcome to episode 37, season 2, episode 12 of the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. This episode is entitled, Never Doubted for a Moment, Me and Josh. That's right. (laughs) My name is Jonathan Everett, and I am coming to you pre-recorded from Northeast Portland. Uh, It's Randy. I'm coming to you from Northeast Portland as well. Josh, like us, we go. Greg and Goose Hollow. Well, that was very exciting intros, you guys. I appreciate the the conversation. (laughs) I don't really Uh, care about it, so... (laughs) I would like to announce that I am medically cleared. Potentially. Yay. Yay. Not- that is all the detail we are going to go into, right? <laughs> I am not going to die. That's okay. all the detail. Uh, and Randy, yes. I g- genuinely appreciate all of your concern. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into some matches because that's been some uh, there's been some wild stuff going on in the never-ending support for me and Josh, and I would like to talk about a very specific win over Real Salt Lake, which uh, I believe was six to one. We got to talk about RSL, LAFC, and then after both of those, that bombshell of an article from the Athletic that just dropped. And Josh, you can suck it. What was the what was your score prediction? Fifteen to one, RSL. Yeah, fourteen to one, RSL. So you almost <laughs> no, had I said it. Correct. We were going to win fifteen to one. Or nope, fourteen. I'm going to cut something. it. I'm going to cut what you said in right here. Okay, but I I didn't think I thought I said we were going to win. I thought he said that you were going to win by some ridiculous score. I guess we're about to find out when uh, Greg goes back to the tape. Predictions. What's the next game? RSL. RSL on Saturday. Ooh, what does that stand for? Real spicy lattes. Uh, Love. Real spicy love. I think they're going to beat us 14 to 1. (laughs) (laughs) However. Assuming we... My undying love for the Timbers made us succeed. (laughs) I, I mean, honestly, wavering love of the Timbers. Yeah, Josh (laughs) and I have been super fans, super fans all season. (laughs) Never, never a doubting moment. And what do you got, Randy? Oh, I was going to say, I think I said we were going to win two to one pretty sure i said something similar as again you can tell that we take notes when we make our predictions so we can randy said two to one jonathan and i said three to one oh well oh wow what did josh say 14 to one rsl win (laughs) (laughs) what a dumb idiot (laughs) everybody point Uh, and laugh at josh on twitter yeah handle is (laughs) at josh geyer yeah, whatever his phone it's number is. Joshua Geyer. 
Okay. Loser. But I mean, honestly, taken. What a what a crazy score, six to one, and it was it, it in the beginning of the game for the first half, going in at two to one. I, I just kept thinking, okay, we can't blow it. We have to hold the score line, and uh, I don't know what Geo pumped into their not butts, Randy, during um, <laughs> halftime. <laughs> Uh, but I would, it, whatever it was, they went into full hyperdrive. What a crazy scoreline. And one of the most impressive things to me from that game was that it was six goals from six different players. And yeah. six good goals, too. There, none of them were garbage goals, they were exactly they were all that, good goals. Uh, Josh sent out that link to us from that guy in England who does reaction videos. And it was actually kind of nice to rewatch the highlights again yesterday. Um, I think my favorite goal, ah, oh, geez, if you had to pick one, is it the Espria or the, the, uh, Jimmy Chara? Espria. Yeah, Chara. Is that, uh, it's gotta be one of the two because the Espria goal was the uh, Dario Zuprich uh, and a free kick from that far back, and it just Espria hits it just right on a header, which was ridiculous. And then, yeah, I think that's got to be it, man. Because I mean, Jimmy's goal was great, but you see that shot shots from that angle that you see that goal all the time. Not all the time, but that's you know that's you know goal of the week a lot. <laughs> And you you never see someone score that far out on a header from yeah, the past. Yeah, the technical right. That header was next level. The technical skill between Jimmy and Saba to make that happen was glorious. Yes. Uh, even if the goal itself was like, oh, that's nice. But the Zuperich to Dyron, my reaction was that of Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park. And that's, you did it. You crazy son of a bitch. You did it. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> wow! I mean, Raise your hand if you thought is... Greg could reference Jurassic Park. <laughs> he that's that's been on TV recently. We just watched that. That that actually holds up pretty well. A lot better than you would think it would. Um, the first one holds up better than the second and third. Yeah, that. Yeah. L- let me just. I'm not. I don't want to slight Jimmy's goal at all. I mean, it was still a fantastic goal with excellent amazing technique but um Espria's goal was just so out there and unexpected um and i wonder if that if he's used up his one crazy goal of the year that he has <laughs> no way i on, on this like season i'm Dallas saying playoff one where he yeah. curved it around a bunch of guys yeah. He's 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 on fire. I think that uh, I heard someone else or read somewhere else that it was his ninth goal of the season, which is, you know, career year for Espria. And he has now matched his combined total for all his previous seasons in MLS. <laughs> wow. Are you shitting me? Nope. That is an actual statistic. Regular season goals <laughs> alone. He has matched combined goals since 2016 in this one. season. Huh. Yeah, Randy. He's so going to be renegotiating point... his contract next year. <laughs> yes. So, Jonathan, you can eat shit saying that he hasn't been that important and that Jeremy Abobasi was way more important than Dyron Espria this uh, season. Greg, Ooh. I have always been an Espria fan. I don't know <laughs> if, uh, 
I loved his never wavering off off the pitch that one year, and I understood why he protested, and I supported him the entire time. And I have never liked Abobasi, and I, you know, I'm just flabbergasted that you would come on this this station and and spew these lies. Fake news. Second that. Is this He's a good time? Score. Is this a good Long time more. to ask uh, Jake's question about Dyron from Twitter? <laughs> it yeah, is. Yeah. At Jake Bland asked on Twitter, uh, how many more backflips does Espria have left before permanently damaging his ACL? <laughs> I don't think he cares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't he almost flub the last one? Well, I mean it wasn't he wasn't yeah, he had, he didn't flub it. He just didn't have a, the super it, it wasn't a 10 point landing is all. His legs were yeah, tired. Well, when he took off, he took off and then like stopped, like floated in the air a little and then turned. And I thought he wasn't going to make it. I think we're not seeing backflips because Gio told him, hey, you're playing full we 90s now and we need you. Don't fucking yeah. hurt yourself. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the backflip celebration for exactly that reason. You know, and I hate fun. So did you know Randy hates fun? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he looks like he's having fun over there. Ah. Well, I mean, they look great. I love him when I loved it when Ova Femi Martins used to do it. Um, but man, when somebody on your own team does it, you're always like, oh man, be careful. Oh man, well, spoken like a father. Does yeah. anyone know what Obasi's actually how how he's doing over in San Jose? He has a couple of goals. But I think he's been out since he got that uh, looked like another like concussion like injury about a month oh, ago, geez. if I recall correctly. He uh, was what? not lined up or on the bench again. Oh, God, I hope My that doesn't. Man, I hope he doesn't end up having to quit playing soccer because of these concussions. Maybe he should wear a helmet. One of those funky goalkeeper helmets. Yeah, it's honestly not a bad idea. Like he got. Well, I know what he's not wear. wearing, and it's a U.S. national team jersey. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Wow. Um, Yeah, three weeks ago on an injury report, I can see here that he was uh, out for a head injury. And I believe there was like (laughs) another one of those horror challenges against him where it was ridiculous. Uh, Again, excellent reporting from the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. We wouldn't look stupid right now if Greg didn't feel the need to try to throw false stories and accusations in my face. (laughs) Or do research. (laughs) Yeah, or research. (laughs) Thanks, Greg. Uh, uh, So, I'm sorry, back to this RSL match. I, uh, I think my other favorite goal, but not the actual goal itself, was just the the brotherly link up between uh, uh, Jimmy and Diego. And when Diego Chara scores a goal like that, you know it's on. Like that was super exciting to see. I, it reminds me of the header that he scored against the LA Galaxy. That was a good goal for him because usually he gets in those positions and he has like. I mean that was a tough shot to make, and he and he has easier shots that he that he just misses because he's just I don't know because he probably doesn't practice his finishing ever. Uh, I was 
I was amazed that he actually made that shot because that was a hard shot to make. And I was just kind of expecting it not to go in. We have some poor goalkeeping to thank for that, I think. Uh, I don't know, man. I think he hit. I mean, he usually doesn't even put those things on target. Well, yeah. Well, he passes him. Diego definitely had to find the net, but if you look at the keeper, he was kind of cheating the near post a little bit and left that backside net yeah. exposed. I wonder what happened to Ochoa. He just like fell apart. Like he looked awful, he, and then like he looked stunned. <laughs> like didn't even know how to recover from that. Well, I mean, it's kind of like what happened. I mean, the Timbers have reacted that way. Like you're in the game, you're in the game, and then you're not in the game. And all of a sudden you're, instead of trying to just save face, you're like, Oh no, I can still get back into this. And then four goals later, you're like, Oh, maybe we should have just not played like we we're still in the game. How old's Ochoa? Like 20. I think he's no, only like 20 years old. And I think he went to the same goalkeeping school as Hunter Salt. Oh really? No, hmm. but they played equally terrible. Yeah, Randy, that's not boo-worthy. That was actually pretty good. I, I'm impressed, Greg. That was. No, I'm uh, booing him for giving Hunter a hard time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hunter is like 19. We decided he's a kid. He's allowed <laughs> we to decide. <laughs> yeah, we've decided he's 19. Yeah, I don't care what his birth certificate says. We are the source of truth on this on this podcast. So, Hunter, you're 19 if you're listening. <laughs> but. The the other thing, so I'm going to talk a little bit not about the game itself, but, but being at we should the game. also we should mention though that um, I I can't I don't know what this figure is, but not very many times have uh, brothers scored in the same game, ooh, and assisted each other on one of those goals. Yeah, well, how many brothers are on teams together? Uh, not a lot. I think right now in MLS, there's four sets of brothers on the same team. There's been eight. Oh, it says here there's been 18th, uh, 18 pairs of brothers to play in MLS. Not currently, but all time. Oh, wait, no, there's three right now because the Dos Santos brothers are not both on the Galaxy anymore. So just three, oh, three, three pairs of brothers right now. <laughs> what are the three pairs? Uh, the Higuains for Miami and the Roldans for Seattle. The other thing I would mention. Oh, Nisgoda, man. Yeah. Yeah, his goal was, was great. One shot, one goal this season. I was about to give up on him. <laughs> it's like third game with minutes for like five minutes. Uh, I think that would have been a penalty against RSL. And had Nisgoda not made that, they probably would have called it because the defender yeah. ran straight into Mourinho without any um any play of the ball i always like to see don't well i don't like to see it but it's always sort of funny like when there's a situation like that where a guy gets fouled and the and somebody scores on on his own team scores like immediately after because the guy goes down and he's like and then like the gores the goal scored and and he can't it's they can't always switch from i've been fouled to celebrating the goal fast enough <laughs> you know what i mean like they're like they're still trying to milk it to try and get the call and then like oh oh wait it's a goal never mind never mind well they're like you know the fittest guys other than like water polo and they're like the most fragile also <laughs> wait what about water polo that's like early sport, water polo water polo guys are in crazy shape thanks for the input josh 
and like <laughs> football's like second, <laughs> and then baseball, and so on. What's funny? <laughs> Never mind. Nothing. This is uh, riveting, yeah, man, biting. I'll, I'll back you up, Josh. I'll back you up on that. Those guys tread water for a li- I don't know how long is a water polo right? match. I've never um, actually watched one. Question mark. But <laughs> but they tread water for let's say till someone like drowns. Is nineteen. Let's say each water polo match lasts lasts two hours, and so they tread water for two hours at a time. Portland Vanity Water Polo Podcast. I'm not denying that they're in shape. I'm asking why we're talking about water polo. Because they're damn sexy, Greg. (laughs) Yeah, Greg. Hold the microphone closer to your face, Greg. (laughs) Yeah, Greg. Get a computer that's newer than 2011, Greg. Yeah, Greg. It's not not Greg's fault. I had a... a, Screw you guys. I'm going home. Yeah. You're already home. (laughs) I really like Greg. But anyway, so... What I was going to say is uh, on field seats, if anyone has disposable income, pay attention. And on Uh, the day of the game or the night before the game, there are on field seats that keep showing up for, I think Josh was last one we saw was a hundred and like $54 or something. Yeah. 140. Yeah. It was. So that's Uh, not cheap. Yeah. But your food and drinks included. Unlimited yeah. food and drink. Until How much the are those seats minute. normally? Six hundred some bucks. Fudge. So if so, so if, every one of those a holes on field spends six hundred dollars a seat. Damn. No, the corporation that owns them does. Yeah. So if the on field seat is one hundred and fifty, and a TA ticket is forty 25. bucks, you just have to drink eleven free beers. Oh, or food, or food. Yeah. But you're probably doing that anyways if you're in TA. <laughs> 11 beers? No. I don't know. You can't, you can't do 11 beers, but if you get, you know, four or five beers over the course of a game and food and snacks, uh, and then when you add up the entire, uh, we would call this a TCO, a total cost of ownership of the seat, uh, <laughs> is really pretty damn good because you're sitting there like we were sitting there and the the salt lake players were warming up right in front of us and uh they were fun they were smiling and bantering back and forth with people sitting on the on-field seats and uh i'm going to continue to look at it for the rest of the season because the resale market on tickets right now for the timbers is dog shit and so what kind of banter was there like hey you have two wives yeah, I was, like, I was like, nice shoes, losers. Uh, no, they they came out and set, set up the cones and um, the guy looked up at, you know, not to look at any of us, but happened to look directly at me. I was like, oh, co- set up the cones, huh? And then he started laughing. <laughs> um, so it was it was good. It was good, clean fun. And then uh, it's just fun to be that close to it. And then like that goal that Blanco, this I think it was the first goal uh, where he, you know, had the assist over to uh mora it was like directly in front of us so it was super cool and it, it's worth it to to do it just for the the experience and the the eating and drinking being included so you yeah, should but if you drink 11 beers you're not going to remember the experience Ooh, you should have been there that one day it was me brianna tyler and um josh not tyler mcdonald but my friend tyler from not any yeah. timbers related stuff and josh can attest we were pretty pretty messed up that was a good time Yes, that was a great time. Yeah. Uh, Did you make Margot drive home? (laughs) I almost crashed one of those um, birds on the way home. 
Yeah, we were doing the, oh, the was it bird I had. I don't even remember. Uh, Josh had behaved. I mean, he wasn't with that was like that mega heat dome day. And it was me, Brianna and Ty that had gone out in advance. And then Josh came over to pick us up to go to the game and play catch up. Yeah, it, you could. There's no way you could play catch up. That was like that was a powerhouse yeah. of a day. So anyway, uh, the only thing I want to talk about was uh, some Patch Patrol funnies. And Josh, I don't know if you're comfortable sharing yeah, any of these stories for the podcast, but uh, I believe. Oh, was- you mean the fact that when me and Tra- Travis and I, sorry, were um, sitting at the table and someone walked up to us and said, if we weren't trading patches, we should move. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a second. Somebody walked up to the guy who started Patch what? Patrol and said, hey, if you're not trading patches, you should leave. Yeah, she didn't know who he was. Oh, my God. That's funny, which is probably exactly how he wants it. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, we God. both just looked at each other and started laughing. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that made when Josh told me that story, I could not stop laughing. I was like, I mean, honestly, that means that it's good because it doesn't require uh, Travis to be a known entity for it to function oh, yeah. on its own. So yeah, was, that's uh, what we were saying. But then he gave her a bunch of patches. He's like, here, here's some patches. There's a um, yeah, there was a charity event get together organized this summer by um people in patch patrol and i ended up helping out with it um cool don't break your arm patting yourself on the back no but what i'm saying is it was it was i I learned that it doesn't that group doesn't need any of us um that think we run things (laughs) to exist because that that thing completely happened without us um doing any of the planning or anything and uh it raised like three grand for the um it raised three grand for a charity and um vidas showed up and everything it was a good time uh the only thing patch patrol needs is some like decent patches and good designs you're not even in patch patrol you have no idea what you're talking about although (laughs) there is a lot of quality and not a lot of quantity and not always the quality, but there are definitely quality patches out there for sure. Still being made. And, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I just love like Greg being the old curmudgeon. Now I was like, ah, oh, there's no goddamn quality in patch patrol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not like, uh, NPO is cranking out new ideas every, every month now. You can't talk any shit about them. Greg is a part of them now. We have to be I'm nice. not a part of NPO. Yeah, yeah. No, Greg part of NPO is a bootlicker. You're not an NPO. Uh, <laughs> I'm not an NPO. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that makes me so happy. So, all right. Well, so, we hey. can we can wrap up that uh, that match, right? Are we? Are Did we you good? guys? Any, anybody watch the rebroadcast of that? Or no. the broadcast of that? You guys just what you went? We all went live. Nobody watched it on TV. Yeah, I did. Greg not probably see, watched it. No, I didn't watch any of it because during that match, I was stuck in traffic on the five. Uh-huh. All four lanes were shut down because of an accident. So I heard. Well, you could have watched. I uh, know it's probably gone, but um, you guys familiar with or uh, was it Happy Calvin or Yo Calvin? Yo Calvin, yeah. 
Yeah, he. It's the guy that it's some saint who uh, stream live streams his feed of uh, Timbers matches, and he disappeared for a while, and it was it, his account stopped um, existing. But apparently, he's been back, and so he's redoing that again. Much to a lot of people's joy. Well, that's cool. Thank you, yeah. Yo Calvin. Keep up the good work. Yeah. So nobody. So we can't come. Well, we all watched the LAFC game, right? Yeah. I had I had planned on uh, talking about Ridgewell's first um, performance as an on-screen analyst. And well, then start thoughts. talking. All right. Well, if, it's going to be. You guys didn't see it, so. I saw his second broadcast. Uh, well, I, I thought he did pretty good. Uh, he was definitely nervous in the beginning. He was definitely kind of, um, he definitely stumbled a few times, uh, but he had some good insight. Um, a lot of it had to do with, you know, players that he knew in situations. And so that was kind of fun. Um, but he definitely got the hang of it the more he went along. Um, in the LAFC match too, sometimes I felt like, somebody had like a little cattle prod that they were just like, or like there was maybe a timer that would go off that said, speak Liam. And then he would just say something that just to say it. Um, Cause it wasn't always sort Hello. of relevant to what was going on. <laughs> he'll pick <laughs> but, it up. Uh, I think he'll pick it up. I mean, even uh, Borchers was a little stiff when he started and, and Borchers got a lot better. I thought Reggie was great during the LA- LAFC match. How is his diction? Because he is notoriously hard to understand. I, yeah, I don't think he's hard to understand. I think he just maybe says words in context that we don't know what he's what what they mean. Although, and there's he's definitely got a guttural sort of sound sometimes, and you can't always understand what he says. But I feel like I can. I'm getting like eighty five percent of everything that he says. I had no trouble understanding him. I thought he did great against LA, LAFC, and uh, Ross did a really good do- job queuing him up. Gretchen thinks that they're, well, you know, Ross's girlfriend works for Nashville, or his partner works hmm. for Nashville FC, and I guess she lives there. Um, and originally he was thinking about moving there too. This was a while ago that I have through inside sources that I'm not allowed to say. So we're wondering, uh, Gretchen thinks that um, <laughs> they may be uh, sort of training Liam to take over for Ross. So Ross Yeah, didn't be... I say that last podcast? I said that, uh, or did we talk about him last podcast? Or was it just in our chat we were talking and I said that chat, Ross is, yeah. I'm like, Ross is probably gone. Stop trying to take credit for stuff you didn't predict. Yeah, like he, oh he predicted gosh. half of the inverse of the RSL 14 to 1 win. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, but I really liked how Ross would cue him up like, hey, Ridgie, you as a defender, what are you doing in this scenario? And he gave some like insight of what's going on in the players' heads. I like turtles. It was pretty awesome. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I was looking sexy, is what I was doing. <laughs> I just want to get on my boat. All right. So we're glad he's back in Portland. Welcome back, Richie. If you need to sleep over anywhere uh, or if you're out uh, and about and you need someone to pick you up, I'm your man. Call me anytime. <laughs> yeah, but he's like down the street from me. I could just go get him. That's true. It's, oh, I don't he, want Did he sell him. his house? Probably he, not. Jonathan, you still got that autographed photo of Richie you were going to give me like two years ago? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's back, baby. Should we, should we talk about LAFC? 
Yes. Yes, we should. That was um, a, good, a good win. It was not pretty, but I think it was kind of exactly the performance we needed. And I loved... Man, LAFC fans were pissed after we beat them a couple of weeks ago. Um, Greg especially remembers them getting into arguments, remembers getting into arguments with them online um, about how the better team won, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, oh, they've got to be that. even more pissed off this week. But uh, after, yeah, I can't imagine being, have you gotten on any online fights, Greg, with LAFC fans? I have not. I've steered clear, but I did notice today that that was their third consecutive loss. And oh, they're falling apart. Where are they in the table now? They're like ninth or something. Yeah. How does that make you feel, Josh, that your favorite team is being I really don't care. from the playoffs? <laughs> I feel really bad for Bradley. Why? Yeah. Bob Bradley's he looked he looked pretty uh he number one, he looks sick. I was about to call him Tom Bradley. Yeah, but two <laughs> Yeah, he does. He, do you see how he didn't want to like shake Gio's hand? Oh yeah, there's bad blood. They hate each other. Oh yeah, well this 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 ties into a thing that I thought I put on the notes. Oh yeah, I did. Our love People for Gio? No, the the rivalry is is this a rivalry match? LAFC hundred percent. I, I, I think it is, man. I think it is. I don't, I don't think yeah. it was, but I think it is now. Hmm. I I've, I've thought of, it was a rivalry for a while now. It it like became a real rivalry. Minority of that when they showed up to our stadium in full force and took over a section and a half in the away supporter section, and they were loud as hell and. That was the one. I think that was the game, Randy, where you got punched by somebody. Is that right? I didn't get. Uh, they shoved you or I, something. That sounds like a, probably an overstatement. Shoved or something like that, or punched in the get back. Stitches. Not, yeah, not like shoved a, with a closed fist. Like <laughs> I was shoved in the face with a closed fist. Yeah, and that was the time that I heroically de- <laughs> defended heroically. myself against an army of uh, defended your yeah. honor. It has the vibe of what's that thing that was going on over the last few years between like the Red Bulls and Atlanta. Like Atlanta kept Nothing? knocking the Red Bulls out of playoffs yeah. like three years in a row, and it kind of feels well. Like and the then there's also that that U.S. Open Cup thing where uh, what's his face? I forget what his name is. Accused a Timbers player of uh, calling him a racist term. It was Diamante. Oh no, it has to be Cascante. Yes. Who, who allegedly did that? Cascante or Guzman? I thought it was oh, Polo. Yeah. I thought it was Guzman. No, I've I've read that it's in in an it was probably the Athletic that mentioned it was neither of those two guys are are on. Well, the the guy whose name I can't remember is not on LAFC, and Diamante. the player accused of it was is not on the Timbers anymore. So I guess it could have be Guzman or Cascante. Uh, but Cascante. I do you think sort of fans slept? At his house during the um, during the whole hubbub and when the when the supporters groups were arguing on Facebook, um, you know, and there was like screenshots of of it, of the event and Chara getting real that it was Chara was in the vicinity and um, Cascante was in the vicinity. So definitely not Chara. Yeah, definitely not Chara. Interesting. So anyway, but yeah, yeah I LAFC. Yeah. I hate those Full guys. on rivalry. Yeah. I think so too. 
Any disagreement from Greg or Josh? No, I think it is a rivalry now. Yeah. Who else are we really Greg's, rivals with? Like Greg, Greg didn't sound like he wanted to give it. I mean, it's got all the making. I'd say like another season or two, if it goes as it has been, I'd be willing to say, yes, this absolutely is. Do you have like a scorecard at home where you're like, you're in like checking box C now and you're like, okay, that is another season. We're good. <laughs> Once we get to E, it's, it's like one of those online surveys where it's like page one. I have a yellow legal pad that says rivalry oh. on the left and not rivalry on the right. And I add <laughs> quantities. Yeah. Has there been racist chance exchanged pen. amongst players on multiple occasions? Oh, check. So well, I, yeah, that game, uh, I think that first bullet says ugly, gritty win. It was definitely, I don't think it was ugly but i think the the timbers really took advantage when God, la made whole... mistakes that was uh that was a, a bad we play did, by yeah. the defender on the first goal but mora took it and i mean he should have scored obviously hits the post and then espria wasn't lazy he ran the full uh course along with it even after he knew mora was going to shoot himself but was still there for the rebound so like it's it's I don't call that ugly. I call that a team fighting uh, to win. That's the second goal, not the first goal. By ugly, I meant like uh, everything that happened after we went up. You know, the the time wasting and the the fighting and all that crap. Ooh, the Um, time wasting was tough. I was, there was quite a few times when our dudes are rolling around on the ground that I'm like, just get up because they're going to give us stoppage time and it's going to be ridiculous. The fact they played almost 10 minutes of stoppage time. Who was the worst offender? Was that Atuesta, man? (laughs) (laughs) That was with Mora, right? When he tried to pretend like Mora had stomped on his foot. And in the replay, he didn't even touch him. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It was was like, yeah, I've watched the replay. It's hard. It it almost looks like Atuesta shoves Mora and, and more doesn't move and so he flies over backwards and then he just starts rolling around like like he's been stepped on um he should get a yellow for simulation for that they should fine him uh absolutely some some type of retroactive punishment and that's uh, an undisclosed amount that's how much they should fine him yeah <laughs> at is like a mix between ladero and dwyer Oh, this God, awful. that just made my stomach turn. Oh. <laughs> I hate Dwyer. It's like I don't like Osvaldo's Alonzo, but I respect him because he's just a, a hard knock player. But like Dwyer's a shit talking asshole. And uh, that's the uh, same thing with Atuesta. Like that, that perform. it wasn't even good acting. It was awful. Uh, and uh, again, retroactive punishment for sure should be a yellow at a minimum and a fine it was ridiculous and i'm so glad that it's like in one of those moments that we didn't get a red card for that uh which would have been that wouldn't even be let's say like post um post play like scuffle and you stomp on someone you're getting a red and that's if that happened uh and then the timbers you know, and to say like LAFC ended up tying it, we would be talking about like, you know, being sore losers or uh, like, oh, you guys, blah, 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 this. But it was so great to win and have that shit happen and not affect the outcome. Yeah. So how do you uh, think the ref Good did? to see VAR used correctly to overturn the non-existent Diego Char handball. 
No, I do. I, so, uh, Greg, you watched on Fox 12 Plus, which I could not make work in my house. So you heard the Timbers broadcast. I'm assuming, Randy, that's what you watched on as well. Yes. So I watched on Bally, which is LAFC's, uh, because I was using a, a VPN to trick it. I think it was in the East Coast. And oh. it was those announcers for LAFC were clearly not LAFC fans and they talked oh, a little bit of shit. Yeah, they're like, well, it's a two one score line again. Let's see how this ends. <laughs> and it was it was amazing. All they did was talk about how good the Timbers were playing and how shit LAFC was. And I was going, I can't imagine being an announcer on your team and just talking mad shit on uh, the team you're supposed to be promoting and talking about how, oh, the Timbers may be looking great, but I think LFC could give them a run for their money. Nothing. Oh, it was God. like, look, 2-1 again. That's funny. That um, They're not on YouTube TV anymore? They have their own, they moved to Bally? Yeah, they don't have that, they don't have that anymore. Huh. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, that's what the broadcast that I watched was. It said Bally, and I had no idea what Bally was. But So you you don't think they were regular LAFC guys? They I the, think they were regular LAFC guys who don't like soccer and don't like LAFC. <laughs> well, I was I watching had... on ESPN, and it was I think it was the same guys you were talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. you were. It's like, so if you're watching on ESPN Plus – that was the broadcast they chose to show, uh, and that's the one that we like. You couldn't pick the Timbers version of the broadcast; it was just whatever right. was available or in Spanish. And so, so but yeah, Josh, like, you, you had a VPN also. too. Yeah, so we can confirm that for people. The VPN works with the SPN Plus. Correct. Yeah. Um, you, were you screaming, streaming from your phone or from a computer? Computer. Computer. Yeah, because I've heard some people say that uh, the VPN doesn't work on the phone always because they tie the signal into your cell tower, maybe allegedly. Exactly. It doesn't let. Yeah, so you need to be from a desktop streaming. Um, Yimmy Chara unlocked, man. That's two goals in a, in a row from him. He's had other streaks like that before, but it's seems like he's really stepping it up. I mean, it seems like everybody's stepping it up, which is incredible. Yeah, which leads me to the concern of Blanco. How injured is he for real? Yeah, I don't know, man. That was that was that was not good when there were the announcers like, "Well, that's the same knee that he tore his ACL on." Or like, "No." Oh, I see. And I didn't get down that again with the opposite knee. Oh, yeah. Our announcer yeah. was like, "Well, that guy sucks. Get him out." <laughs> so, but. Uh, no, I, I I'm sorry think that he's probably okay. Ish, he may miss the next game, but I don't think it's an ACL because he did. He was walking around afterwards and everything. Uh, well, I apologize for Gia said they weren't optimism. that concerned. Oh, what's that? Gia said that it didn't look too concerning, which which doesn't mean anything because of transparency, right, Josh? Yeah, there's no transparency. Josh still they- here. Uh, he put himself on mute, so I imagine he's taking care of the goat. Probably needs more food. Uh, so, but we are we are going to need him for the next uh, the next bit because I'm sure he has some very helpful opinions. But uh, are we are we done talking about the the magical win with LAFC and the excitement leading up to a match against Inter Miami on Sunday? Uh, 
I guess we'd have to start talking about Inner Miami first for us to be done with it. Yeah, so it should be a, should I mean, be a pushover. Oh, I know that. It, <laughs> which is well, which Randy means you just fucked that one up. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, good job. Uh, How many are I, we unbeaten in? Seven. Seven. We have unbeaten in seven, and after this match against Miami, we have a fifteen-day break. Yeah. So there is no reason to not freaking go for it. Give it all. Yeah. 15 yeah. days. International break, bro. Yeah. Oh, my God. So uh, where's the schedule? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 2-1. Uh, uh, no, I'm going to say 3-1 over Miami. I'm saying 5-1. We're going big. 4-0. Timbers. Wait, Ooh. is Higuain still on the... Miami? Both Higuaians are, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I'm, I'm going that. I'm going 3-0. Right, Randy, you should talk about this and, and set the stage since you were the one who uh, was the person to initially share the story. Okay, so former... We're going to talk about Paul Riley, former coach of the Portland Thorns um, losing his job today um, over allegations of what do you call that? Sexual harassment um, and assault. Yeah, is there an assault in there too? I mean, I'd consider it assault, but yeah. Um, so there's a the Athletic broke this story today, and. Um, We'll put a link in the in the description. Um, if you, it's it's definitely worth reading at, from the source as opposed to getting it secondhand from a bunch of different other sports outlets pieced together. Maybe you can uh, you know get the free trial of the Athletic or whatever to to read this. Um, so, man, I don't even know where to start with this. Uh, it was mostly with. Um, Sinead Farrelly and Bonashim and had to do with Riley's long-term relationship with uh, mostly with Farrelly from before the NWSL days. And first of all, this guy is just a complete scumbag. Have you guys all read the article? Yes. So I'm not going to go through all the details here, but Basically, it's you know it's a power trip situation where a guy in, in has power over. It's a it's a disgusting story that it's just all too familiar. We've heard it a million times before. It's a it's a guy in who has power over women and their profession and their careers, and he is coercing them into doing things that they don't want to do and also just being abusive in general and he's he's just a real scumbag and that's the, the big part of that story um he ended up losing his job today after this broke uh the other part of that story is is uh some of this behavior happened while he was a while he was the coach of the thorns um and when that behavior was reported at the end of the season, um, it was like September 16th of the 2015 season, that behavior was reported. They chose not to review, review his 
his contract on September 23rd of, of that year too. And, and then said that they, you know, made an investigation and gave all that information to, to NWSL, um, publicly, I think they said it was, they did not actually give that as the reason for not firing him, which they should have done. But, uh, they say, f- but five months later, he was, he got another NWSL coaching job. So, by the for the flash, the the part of this story is, you know, huge systematic problems with NWSL, but then the other part of the story is also problems with um, Peregrine Sports in the Thorns front office, which include. Merritt Paulson and includes Gavin Wilkinson, some specific behavior by him um, too. So it's, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's sad to hear this kind of stuff happening at your club. Why does it have to take, I mean, so this is, that sounds mean when I, why does it take six years for this to happen and for someone to have to write a news article about it for this behavior to be held accountable? And I mean, I don't mean that to victim blame and say, um, Shim and Farrelly should have, uh, you know, come out and said these things sooner. Like they can say it whenever they're comfortable to say it. I just mean that it sucks that we knew that there were allegations and we determined that it was, they, 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 that Riley violated the uh, the policies and procedures of the Portland Thorns, which like whatever, dude, I think every person violates uh, the policy procedures of their employer all the time. But my point being what, how do they just quote unquote, not renew his contract and send him on his way when they knew what the allegations were like, that's inexcusable. Yeah. yeah you need to speak up. You need to freaking speak up. And if you're not speaking up, you're part of the problem. Well, okay. Qualify that statement because you're not, you're not, you know, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't victim blame. You can't, because yeah, you can't say if, to the women, go, I'm so go ahead, Jonathan. Yeah. Like you can't victim blame. I under, like, you got to speak up, but I mean, no, I wasn't who, saying to the women need to speak up. The women did what they needed to do. It was Gavin and Merritt and the thorns FO just quietly saying, we've decided not to renew the contract. Instead of being loud and saying, this happened, this is not okay in this sport, this is not okay in this league, and make sure this guy never works in the league ever again. They need exactly. To yeah, yeah. I mean, I imagine their, their thinking at the time was they didn't want a lawsuit, maybe, I don't know, but I, you, you have to, I mean, you... Man, any any organization that's trying to make money is going to let you down. Want yeah, there. there is there was a a similar style of story that's not in in sports. Is there was a nurse you can read about him. His name was Charles Cullen, and he worked at something like fifteen different hospitals between New Jersey and Pennsylvania. And I worked at a hospital in New Jersey when the story broke. And what he was doing was injecting patients with um some type of drug that was killing them. And oh yeah, it, I remember that story. 
And the issue was, is that no one could ever prove that he did it. And so when he was relieved of his responsibilities at a hospital, he was free to go get another job at another hospital because everyone was afraid to say why or they would call. So like, you know, what was his reason for, you know, not employing him anymore? And it just led to like systemic abuse of a system that he was like, he was able to, to do it. And, and so it's the same kind of, obviously we're not talking about murder, but it's the same kind of a thing where we knew as an organization that this was a problem and we didn't do shit about it. Yeah. uh, That's something that's a lot of the player reactions have, 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 have brought that part up is like, how can you not say anything? You knew what, what was happening how can you allow that guy to still have a job in NWSL when he was going to go and do the same thing to the next um, team? And yeah, without going into all the, all the, the details um, you should definitely read the story and read the kinds of things that this guy, that Riley was doing. And it's not, I mean, the, the, the sexual nature of it is, is, uh, is, is tame. Um, I'm not saying that it's not, uh, it's, it's, it's creepy. Not, yeah. It's, it's not, not horrible. I mean, no, yeah. oh, let me, let me retract that state. It's not graphic the the nature of that information in the story, but, um, the guy's just a, just a horrible excuse for a human being. Um, which brings us to Gavin Wilkinson. I'm, I want to say that I, I've never been on the GW out train. Uh, I've just, yeah, just have never been on that. Um, but I think I just bought a ticket in first class. <laughs> yeah. One of the things was in that came out in that article was, uh, uh, she, that he had called Shim into the office to tell her to stop, um, talk according to the article, we don't talk we don't talk about being gay or having pride we play soccer um to try to get shim to not talk about social issues in interviews or you know um sexuality uh and wilkinson has come out and said that that was bullshit and that there's an official statement from the team that is also from the thorns that has said gavin categorically has never communicated to mono or any thorns or timbers player for that matter to not discuss political or personal views, which I so have got, got to believe he has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that type of denial, there's some other quote, I guess he's given to the athletic and I just saw it on Facebook where he was more like, I need to work on my communication style. And I'm yeah, sorry that's, that, that's, you know, that's the worst. That's the biggest yeah. tell of all. Anytime, um, Anytime you have, I need to work on my communications, or I may have said something that offended somebody unintentionally over the years. That's always the the big tell. Yeah, because the other thing is either you lie and do that kind of walk around, or you just own it and said, you know, I fucked up, and I'm going to do better, and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and that it's just more sweeping it under the carpet, and as uh, at a minimum he needs to be fired immediately. I just don't understand how, yeah, how people can't do that. Like how people can't um, admit when they're wrong and they always have to like hide it. Like just be, (laughs) just say you're wrong. (laughs) Yeah. You should say you're wrong. Wasn't it just 
Wasn't it Andrew Cuomo like last month who was like, I didn't harass these women. I inappropriately touch everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like but it's the same thing. It's the same right. type of person. So there's, this is so disappointing. Um, God, and I feel like even partially during the day, like I was in denial a little bit about how bad this reflects on, on, our, on our front office because, you know, Oh, it didn't really happen. Well, you know, while he was our coach and they found out about it and they fired him right, right away. But um, that was just denial on my part. It's terrible. There are people talking about um, concessions, boycotts uh, and merchandise boycotts um, because, you know, it's obvious we don't want to not support the people that are on the field right now. Um, but we we can support those guys without putting money in extra money in the pockets by buying beers and such. Yeah. Again, at a minimum GW needs to go and it should be a a resignation with, you know, I'm going to go to counseling uh, kind of a statement and And then come back in six months. Yeah. Right. Um, And then the, for like the, this all leads to the top. Like Merritt Paulson is clearly involved in everything for both clubs. He's active on social media. So he is also aware. And uh, this is the level of shit that happens to where leadership needs to change. And it's like, I sell the team. If, if you can't, if you can't hold your staff accountable for allegations that were in um, that article, then it's, it's time to, it's time for something new. Are you offering to buy it? Uh, if they will take uh, four Lagunitas hop waters and <laughs> an old iPhone, then I am totally in. And I mean, I know that's not going to happen. And I know it's really easy for me to get fired up and say that on a podcast, but it, it's real. And that like in the in this era, like you can't do shit like that. You have to be accountable. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. What do you think about? Uh, yeah, no. Send us your yeah, suggestions for uh, people to take over ownership of the team. The first well, you supporter know, owned, like yeah, the first, first supporter owned club in MLS. Oh, do you really? Yeah, that's going to happen. It's Portland. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody here is just making money trying to fucking sell crystals and organic tea. Yes, yeah. <laughs> sell stuff and for pot. cost. Can't make yeah, a profit. I, no, I. I, I don't know who uh, I would want to uh, to take over the club. I would love a supporter own club, but I mean, Merritt Paulson may be semi reasonable, but you're talking about his daddy who owns the actual thing, who is an evil, evil human being. So uh, I, it'll never happen, but it, it should, if there's no accountability for, for Gavin Wilkinson, even if he's the fall guy and Merritt was equally as complicit, someone's got to go. Well, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. It's not or, a Gavin in, Gavin out thing. It's just he has to go for what he did. I mean, is it too late for him to, to, to own up to saying that and saying that that I, I screwed up? We, well, yeah, because the club already released a statement. Yeah. Yeah, they've already run. This he's hiding behind. Their... Yeah, he's hiding behind the club. Clearly, if he has said that to, to other players before in the past they're going to read that and they're going to come they're going to i would think 
in the in in the the bigger context of this article being out there and and already ha- getting uh, uh Paul Riley's causing him to lose his job well he caused himself to lose his job but the fact that there if you you have to imagine that if he said that to anybody else on the thorns that they're you know now in the past they're going to come forward and call him out on yeah. his lies it's well, and also well, that's, yeah we have to wait and see if that happens yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong on the details on this, but uh, Shim asked the current commissioner of NWSL to look into that investigation that the Thorns yes. did back in Yeah, 15. they're giving them the runarounds. They're they're not. So uh, it's a that, go ahead. That was that was GW's opportunity to come clean. Well, they're 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 not interviewing. Uh, th- I think they asked. That second investigate, they're asking them to reopen the investigation on, on Riley, and so that wouldn't necessarily have had anything to do with Wilkinson okay, at, in yeah, that particular right, incident. Right. But um, well, anyway, regardless, it still like opens. They've it been up punting that. It opens yeah. it up for GW to say yes, we were aware of stuff, and maybe we didn't handle it great. We'd like to do better going forward. Uh, all I'm saying is he now is his opportunity to come clean or not. And we haven't seen it. I think his opportunity to come clean was before a statement was released. Yeah. yeah. Or released with the statement saying, or released know, with it. Yeah. 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 Obviously I mean, they talked, you know, Mary interviewed him for the story. Involved. So. Yeah. And they, they interviewed him for the story. So he knew what was coming. So they had time to figure this out. Yeah. And you have to imagine that when this whole thing happened in 2015, that uh, they've had they had a discussion about it afterwards about how what they were going to you know in the event that it did ever become public. Um, yeah, that that it was released. They clearly went into panic mode today and had to come up with some type of pre- press release. I mean, this is how this shit works, and they thought through all of the different scenarios, like what we should, what should we do? And someone in there decided to back Gavin Wilkinson as part of that and saying like, Oh, he didn't, you know, it's, that's not how it was. He would never do that. But now I know I have to work in my communication style and get better. I'm like, no, get fucked, man. That's, that's not how this shit works. <laughs> we're at an hour and three minutes and I hit record early. So we're at a spot where I think we can, we can be done. So does, um, <laughs> all right. So is there anything else that we think, we're, we're all in agreement that Gavin needs to go at least. Um, yes. Any- and I would yes. love to hear from our listeners. Either they can call us or email us or comment even in any of the, you know, on SoundCloud or whatever. Just let us know what your opinion is. I thought, um, man, that did not sound sincere. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Mine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally believed it that's so funny (laughs) Um, let us know what you think about these serious sexual uh, misconduct allegations like comment and subscribe (laughs) yeah that's the (laughs) from it (laughs) um uh, one of the things i thought was interesting uh, in that article is i think it was fairly or maybe it was shim that was saying part of the thing that made them decide to come forward now uh was seeing um the ownership group of the what's the Los Angeles team going to be named 
uh, Angel City, Angels, Angels, Angel City of seeing those that how that ownership ownership group came together and is going to be run by women and owned by women, um, and and that partially helped tip uh, things towards coming out in public for this story, which was interesting. I thought, yeah, everyone's going to want to play for that team. Thank you for um, making the world a better place, Natalie Portman. Woo woo! Except for those Star Wars movies that you ruined. <laughs> oh, I don't think she, I don't think she ruined them. Well, yeah, guilt by no, association. I, did she Hayden, play Jar Jar and <laughs> yeah, Hayden Christensen <laughs> ruined those movies. He ruined it. Yeah, he's a Jonathan of actors. <laughs> we um, <laughs> all right. So stay tuned for uh, GW out. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Josh, where can they reach us? God damn it. I don't know. Um, you can Off email us at portlandvanity at gmail.com. Yeah, you can come to my house and I hang out if you want. I could see his voice. You can leave me a noise. voicemail at 5. Oh, can you not hear me? I can hear you. Can none of you hear me? Uh, I can't hear him. Whatever. Plug it in from the last episode. I can see that he's saying stuff. Man, Josh really sucks. <laughs> Whatever. All right. So should we just close this out then? Yeah. Yep. Whoever can hear me. Bye. What song? Is Josh saying anything important? Interesting? (laughs) (laughs) I've been talking the whole time and no one wants to hear me. It's really, really sad. All I want to do is have some fun. All I I want to do is have some fun. Come on, baby. You know you're the only one. Closing song. We're having uh, technical difficulties, and so this was, um, well, I guess it was kind of, it's going to be like an LA-centric closing song. I was couldn't figure out if I was going to do Los Angeles by the band X or, um, may, I love LA. Be real uh, mean and make you guys listen to "To Live and Die in LA" by Wang Chung. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, instead, we're going to go with California Uberales, the Disposable Heroes of Hypocrisy edition, which was out on the Virus 100 compilation. It is probably my favorite version of California Uberales, um, the hip hop version with uh, the Dead Kennedys used as a sample. Are you guys familiar with that track? I am. Yes. I am not. Oh, well. Greg, Greg started listening blown, to punk. man. Three years ago. Cool. (laughs) All right. Well, you can reach us at portlandvanity at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail at 503-583-4235. Check us out on Facebook, Portland Vanity. Twitter, twitter.com, pdxvanity. Or Instagram, Portland Portland Vanity. Or show up at Josh's house and uh, come on, my uh, door is always open. I could see his, and so is my his bed. Threads are moving. <laughs> his, yeah. his wavelengths are moving, but they're moving at like a third of the speed of everyone else's tracks. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing too. Is he falling down? Is he head injury or something? Hitting stop.
The baddest governor to ever grab a mic and go boom Give me a budget, watch me hack it Give me a beat and I'll show you how to jack it I give the rich a giant tax loophole I leave the poor living in a poop hole At a time when AIDS is in a crisis I cut healthcare and I raise prices Sales tax, snack tax, excise tax Information attacks with a newspaper tax It's the pocketbooks of working families Increased tuition at the universities One day I'll command all of you Even your kids are gonna pray to me in school Soon I'm going to be the president You might remember the last one this state sent California, Uber Alice California, Uber Alice California, Uber Alice California, Uber Alice Surprised to know the great communicator Wanna be known as a great incarcerator I'll blow environmentalists away And I'll be the Fuhrer someday I keep cutting public education Even though we rank 45th in the nation I've got a plan for the minorities Send them to the California Youth Authorities From San Francisco Urban Elementary To Pelican Bay State Penitentiary There they can work for the master race And always wear a happy face Close your eyes, it can't happen here Big brother and his squad cars coming near Come enjoy the surf and sun And keep California number one California, Uber Alice California, Uber Alice California, Uber Alice California, Uber Alice
<sighs> are you ready to go, Greg? Or are you still messing? No, I'm ready. Go for it. Okay. Let me just take a little bit of this whiskey. Drink. <laughs> oh, God. I thought we were not talking butt talk. I'll let it well, out. it's not going to make the podcast. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm bringing the bill. <laughs> All righty. Hey, Josh, are you calling him? Are you trying to say Greg like they say Greg in uh, that, that um, shit? What is that HBO series with a guy named Greg that they're always railing on? No, I wasn't, but John maybe Oliver stuck it. No, no. No, maybe Succession. it's like stuck in my head from that. You guys oh, no, that? I haven't even seen Succession. Oh, there's like Cousin Greg, and, and in particular, one of the characters is always, you know, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Greg. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Greg. So um, We're having I'm major saying... audio issues. Sorry, okay. fans. Okay. <laughs> the Sorry, Timmons fans will score Randy. three goals. Uh, and Jake. And... Inner Miami will score zero goals. Uh, <laughs> what yeah. about outer Miami? Yeah. Outer Miami is going to score 19 goals. And nice. PDX FC is going to score 37. <laughs> Moving All right, on. So, yeah. Yeah. Try uh, that. Well, try, try that argument on your wife. Try that argument on your wife when you really screw up and like, I don't know, bone her sister. Oh, sorry, sweetie. I need to work on my communication <laughs> style. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, well, we all have wives who have sisters. So, um, uh, no, I have a lot of one. ex-wives. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm, I'm not sorry, Randy. That. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, Randy, you have to do that for research. See if it works. Yeah, I'm going to run that by Gretchen. We'll see what she says. Yeah, it's going to be... Randy, we have a guest okay. letter if you need to come over. Oh, boy. Let's let's change the subject right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is all outtakes for sure. But... Closing time. Uh, you cut out. We're at a spot. Uh, last thing I heard, would you say was we're at a spot? I think we're at a spot where we can where we can cut and be done. Is the song "I Love L.A." by Randy Newman? <sighs> no. Uh, well, wait. Hang on a second. So we need to we need to have a uh, we need to have a way to close this segment. Besides just stopping, yeah. Okay, C- close it. Um. So, what's everyone up to this weekend? 